This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. the fire. Vested Curry offensive rebound. Spins for the layup oh. and he underhands it up and in. Oh, what a play. Don't often see that one. Now back to Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game. What a performance last night at TD Garden. Steph Curry, 43 points. Warriors even the series. We welcome you into the final hour of Warriors this week here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, in Boston, Whitey Gleason back in the Bay, series tied at two. And, uh, yeah, I mean, anything stand out on the, on the, on the rewatch or, or after a good night's sleep about what uh, Steph was able to do uh, just in terms of, of willing his team to the biggest win of their season? The most impressive thing was the way he gave them what they needed and, and the emotion that he showed. And I think you talked about it last night, or we talked about, uh, you know, Steph, you'll see him sometimes – uh, dancing like against Memphis, celebrating that way. And last night, his celebration was totally different. It was a direct, forceful response to uh, all the animosity that the Warriors faced on the road. And it was chest-thumping Steph, not dancing Steph. And as we, we talk about you know his legacy and where he's going to be viewed down the road compared to others, it's going to be really interesting to see as far as a three-point shooting, and he's you know he's ahead of his time a little bit. I just saw this note: players to make seventy or more threes in a playoff run. Jason Tatum's done it once now. Klay Thompson two times. Steph Curry five times. We know that every year teams are taking and making more and more threes. So ten years, fifteen, twenty years from now, is Steph Curry still head and shoulders above everybody else? He could end up being in a way like Babe Ruth that way. Remember Babe Ruth was yeah. when they got the live ball. Well. You don't remember this, but we know it. The live ball came into playing baseball, and he had more home runs than anybody else. And he was still on top of the record books for, what, 30 years before Maris caught him and then a lot longer before Bonds finally caught him. Steph Curry, I'm wondering if he's going to end up with such dominant three-point numbers that even as we get more and more three-pointers taken and made across the league, if he's still going to be head and shoulders above everybody else. I think so, and I so I think his greatness as a shooter is going to be even more appreciated in years to come. I think you're right on with that, and and I think he's also got the opportunity here if the Warriors can win two of the next three. You know, maybe four's not the end of the line in terms of, of championships, and I know yeah. you know that's going to be a conversation for another time, but I think if, if the Warriors can win this one, I think there is going to be a belief that maybe they can win another one or maybe they can win a couple more in the next couple of years. Now, age is certainly a, a big part of it, not only for Steph, who, who's playing his best basketball right now the season in the finals, but for the others. We'll have to see how Klay Thompson looks, and, and Draymond Green's been pretty problematic for the Warriors in this series. How does that play moving moving forward as far as 
being a 16-game player and all of that, and then they're going to try and incorporate more of the young players. But if they win it, there's going to be a lot of people that believe they can keep winning again and have another little mini mini run, and that only enhances his his overall mm-hmm. long-term standing in, in league history. Yeah, and he takes such great care of himself, as we know. You look at how long his dad was able to play, um, and, it, you know, Dell played for a long time, was productive. He wasn't the same type of player as Steph, but he was a great shooter. Chris Paul, and I know this year something happened to him. I think the company line from the Suns is he got sick in that series against Dallas. But he had, yeah. in the last two years, he's been, you know, really uh, effective at an advanced age, and he's had injury issues that Steph hasn't had. Uh, my point is I think there's every reason to believe that you're right, J.D., that Steph can stay at or near this level of productivity for at least two or three years, that's not unreasonable. Um, although a few years ago, it would have been, you know, you would have been skeptical that a guy could do what he does at that age. But I, I don't think it's unreasonable now. And if he can do that um, with the young core, there's every reason to think the Warriors have a chance to stay championship relevant for multiple years into the future. All right, let's get back to the phones. Eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. Pardon in Walnut Creek. What's up, Pardon? Uh, hey, J.D., can you guys hear me? Loud yes. and clear. Cool. Thank you guys for taking my call. I've got a couple of uh, points I want to make, and I want to touch on the Steph Curry all-time great conversation right quick. I think all these all-time great conversations are very subjective. Right now, to me, he's in the conversation with Isaiah Thomas, Kevin Durant, Oscar Robinson. If he does win this championship, I think he will move closer to the Shaq, Larry Bird, Hakeem Olajuwon conversation. But at the end of the day, I think those conversations are very subjective. Real quick, uh, Jason Tatum right now, he's on pace to break the the uh, turnover record for a playoff run, but, which is set by LeBron James in 2018 at 91. I think if he gets four or five more, he will have the record. Seems like he telegraphs his passes every time he throws it from the strong to the weak side every time. So uh, we'll take it every time he does it. Uh, I don't want to touch on Wiggins right quick. I got the stat from TNT yesterday. He is the first Warrior to have at least 17 points and at least uh, 16 uh, uh, rebounds since Bay Thurman in 1966. That's pretty insane. So we'll take everything we are getting from Wiggins. Uh, lastly, just a question for you guys. Why are the Celtics not playing through uh, Jalen Brown towards the end of the game instead of Jason Tatum? That's a good question. And, I mean, they clear have clearly have a pecking order. And, you know, Tatum's the one. And, and Brown's yeah. the two. Uh, although at time Jalen Brown has been really, I, I mean, you could make a case he's been the second best player in the whole series. Mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, you know, at some points, maybe even the best player in the series, but obviously not after last night with what Steph was able to put up in conjunction with the other games. But I, I think it's it's a fair question. Do they maybe need to go to him a little bit more? I do think the Warriors made life more difficult for Jalen Brown, though than they had, uh, especially in, in some of these other games where he's really run wild on them. I do think – I agree with you, J.D. I, and Jalen Brown, he's he's played really well, but I think Tatum is just seen as more of the facilitator, and maybe they have to revisit that with some of the decisions he makes. They're so deliberate, but that's the end of that answer to that question. That's how they're set up. That's how they run things. Again, last night, to my eye, there were times when it looked like uh, smart wanted to you know push tempo and Tatum likes to slow it down be more deliberate so they have issues in that regard but yeah Tatum is their guy that they run the offense through and uh, I think the Warriors to this point have been fine with that in this series Kirk in Dublin hey Kirk 
thanks for taking the call. There was a couple points I, I want to talk about. First and foremost, just want to state that uh, how thankful and how blessed as Warrior fans we are to be able to watch Stephen Curry do the things that he does on the floor. It, it's just amazing. And, and the narrative that was out there from the media and even some players that he couldn't get done in, in clutch time has, has clearly been put to rest. If you didn't know it prior to last night, you know it now that Stephen Curry is a stone cold killer. Uh, but the other point I wanted to bring up uh, is I want to shine some light on Clay Thompson because the last five minutes of the game, his assignment was Jalen Brown and he absolutely locked him up. He was physical. He was quick. He moved his feet. And I don't think I'll ever forget the play where smart tried to hit Jalen Brown back door. And for a moment it was open, but Clay's hustle and he got his hand in there. And I think he mm-hmm. blocked the vision of Brown and caused him to fumble the ball. And then he chased him all the way from underneath the basket to the Warriors' sideline, and he forced Brown to fumble the ball out of bounds slightly before he was going to run out of bounds. And it was that physicality and that will and that heart of a champion. And in that moment and in those last five moments, Clay was every bit the two-way defender, offensive player that we've needed in the past and had in the past. And his will was what got us going and got us through that moment. And I'm extremely happy to watch that. Yeah, and they needed it in, in that moment. And it hasn't always been there. And I think one of the key questions is, can it it continue to be there Monday night? Can it be there again in Game 6 or Game 7? I mean, it's it's the consistency component to all of this, I think, that, that ultimately desert, uh, determines the outcome, Whitey. I know that um, Clay had, what, 25 in Game 2, but to me last night clearly was his best game in the series, even though he only scored 18, but he was so good in the fourth Agreed. quarter at both yeah, ends of the floor. Yeah, he was really good, and I'm glad. We've had a number of callers going back to last night who've pointed out that play. Uh, Kirk, thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, it was nice to see uh, Clay have that kind of impact at, at that end of the floor again. David in San Francisco. Hey, David. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, just one big thing. I hear all the callers calling, and they want to talk about the co- how to do things and all, but we've, we've got the best coach in, in sports. Steve Kerr, he doesn't get any credit. He gets a little credit, but he's been there, done it. He doesn't panic. Uh, you see the other guy running up and down the sidelines. Steve Kerr is on the bench talking to his coaches, observing. He's been there, done that. He knows what he's doing. It's time to give the coach the credit. Call him in. He knows everything you're talking about, the speeches and all. He's been there. This dude has won as much as anybody in professional sports. He's a winner, and he's the best coach in sports. Give the guy some credit, please. Thanks for the call. We're giving him credit. I mean, look, it it does pop up when they don't win, but – He's hit a lot of the right buttons, and I, I, I don't always love this conversation, but I, I do think if they won the championship, this is the best job he's ever done in a season, period. I, I agree completely because of all the variables and all the things he's had to deal with, uh, even in these finals, some of the adjustments they've had to make 
and that's just a sign of somebody who knows his team extremely well. And someone, you know, you have to be courageous and you have to be smart enough when you switch things up. It's easy to go, we do what we do, let's go get it. And the Warriors are not doing that right now because that wouldn't work against this Boston team. So, so I'm with you. I mean, even something as simple as last night, the benching of Draymond, he's handled that so well in addition to everything going on on the floor. I'm with you. If they win, and even if they don't win, unless, you know, something unforeseen happens, I think it's been his best coaching job. Skills in Vallejo. Hey, Skills. Hey, good morning, Whitey. Good afternoon. I should say Whitey. Good afternoon, John. Good to be on with you again. I just want to make three quick points, and I'll move along. Uh, first quick point, uh, I still believe Clay Thompson. I know he hasn't played up to his capability so far this series. But I think he'll be heard from before it's all said and done. I don't think he'll allow this series to end without him being heard from and having a great game. Um, point two, Draymond Green uh, obviously has not played up to his capabilities either. And I hope, I part of me hopes that he's hurt, that something like that, why he's not playing, that he's not like mentally taken out of the game by all the chanting from the Boston fans and things like that. Because out of everybody in this league, I think he'd be immune to that sort of thing. So uh, hopefully he can turn it around before things are over with. And my last point is, uh, you know, in pro sports, as you guys know, sometimes or most of the time it's a team effort and, you know, you, you need all, everybody in your lineup, everybody in your roster to, to chip into a victory. But sometimes you just need your superstars to be superstars and you just need them to take over. And that's what Steph did uh, yesterday. I'm very, uh, you know, very happy that he did that. And, you know, for all the critics, everyone who criticizes him and says he's not clutch and all this, all this nonsense, um, you know, just watch yesterday's game. And, and you know, he, he, he did it in a lot of different ways. I'm very happy with how the Warriors played yesterday. I hope they can keep it up. That being said, if any more Celtics roll on Steph's ankles, I am taking my 400 pounds and I am flying to Boston and I am rolling on their legs. Goodbye, guys. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's right. how we roll Appreciate in Vallejo, J.D. Yeah, that's, that's how we no, handle I, things I in Vallejo. Figured, <laughs> I, I figured. That's, I figured. You, know, you beat me to the punch on that one as a, as a native, but uh, yeah. I, was, wow, I, was, I was actually headed that direction. <laughs> uh, Clay was heard from last night. I know what you're saying, Skills. Yes, he was. You're, you're thinking Clay's due for one of those, you know, wow, uh, you know, 40 points on two dribbles games, whatever. And the Warriors would love to I see one of those. I think he might have won. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think he might have won in the last three because he didn't have that game last night, but I think that's where it's key that he was so effective. Uh-huh. On the dream on point, I you know, I, I again I'm reluctant to wander down this road because it's pure speculation, but it's one of the things that would make sense that what's wrong with Draymond? Is he maybe he's hurt? Maybe I don't know. Maybe he is. That would make sense because I, I have a hard time like skills, JD. I have a hard time believing that all the narrative from the Boston fans and all the talk about the podcast is somehow a distraction to Draymond because we just know he doesn't get bothered by that stuff. No, I don't think that's it. I, I think maybe it's something physical. I think maybe it's something in terms of just it being a, a bad mm-hmm. matchup. I don't, think, I don't think it has anything to do with the, the, the podcast stuff, and I don't think it has anything to do with the fans getting in his head. I mean, I... I, I I, I don't. And, and look, I think a lot of that's been you know somewhat the story of the series. And the atmosphere was unbelievable, the two games here. But I don't think that was messing with Draymond at all. I just think he's he's locked into a tough matchup and, and maybe isn't either he's physically overmatched because of the, the, the types of players he's going against or because he's not 
at where he needs to be to be able to compete against those those types of players physically. Uh, it, it's not the mental stuff, I don't think, at all. Aldo in San Francisco. Hey, Aldo. Aldo, Aldo you there? Uh, all right, Gary in San Ramon. Hey, Gary. Hey, guys. Uh, boy, so much to say, and I, I just got on uh, the radio or just started listening to you guys, so I haven't heard what you've been saying all day, so I apologize if I repeat something. But uh, I'll be 57 years old next week. I've been a long-time Warrior fan my entire life. I've been through those bad days. I I can go back so many years of horrible basketball, and the last 10, 15 years have been the absolute best. This season, by far, is my favorite. The the team chemistry, the good guys, the high-class organization, the intelligence level of these players, the, uh, the narrative goes on and on and on. And this will be the sweetest victory of them all if we win it all. I want to point out one thing. There's one play last night that exemplifies why Steph is who he is and should be the, the, thing, you think you, the thing you think about. When GP was ready to take that three, and what happens when somebody's getting ready to, ready to take a three? The defender runs out to try to hit him. Everybody else stops and watches. What was Steph doing? Running. That is what Steph has always done. The most incredible off-the-ball Guy runs all the time to create a shot, and then makes that shot. That was Steph Curry. Nobody else in, in, in the NBA has ever done that. Nobody. Maybe, maybe, uh, oh, what's his name from Indiana? Uh, Reggie Miller. Reggie? Yeah, Reggie Miller. But that's Steph. I mean, that, that play right there was, to me, what has made Steph, Steph. And the Warriors, are, I hope to God they win this year. It'll be an amazing year. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the call. Good stuff there. Good, good call from. Uh, uh, was that who? Actually, who was that on the line? That was Gary and San Ramon. That was Gary and San Ramon. All right, I had yeah, the wrong yeah. list up there on the screen. Uh, let's go to Spaz in San Francisco. Hey, Spaz. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Good. Good. What's up, Spaz? So, I actually been trying to call all week. I normally call the other shows, but. The line is so busy all week, but I love it because people got a lot to say. But um, I have a lot to say, but I'm not going to say a lot. Uh, I just want to say, for starters, I've been a Warrior fan my whole life. I'm 33. I can take it back to when we used to get free hot dogs and, and, and shirts for scoring 100 points. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just want everybody to be grateful. Like, be grateful because we were really trash for a long time. You know, Steph first came in the league, he couldn't play a full season, ankle problems, you know, like everything that's transpired to us being great, like we're great. I just want the fans to, you know, kind of, you know, don't let the, the the tension turn into negativity. Let's be positive and appreciate what's going on. We're going to win this, you know. And as far as Draymond, uh, I don't think nothing really wrong with him. He just, you know, they're a little younger than him. <laughs> we just got to mm-hmm. hustle more. That's it. We just got to hustle. So stay positive, baby. We're going to get this, all right? Y'all keep doing your thing. Y'all have a blessed weekend. I love all y'all at that station. Thanks, yeah, appreciate Spaz. it, Spaz. Absolutely. Glad to be here. And, yeah, just, you know, one, one person hangs up, give us a call and get in line, man. We got, we, we'll we get to you eventually. We love interacting with the people, Whitey. It's been a lot of fun all year long. And, uh, I mean, this is this is the money time. And that's, that's one thing I tried to, to, to say to a lot of Warrior fans the last couple of days after they dropped game three. Uh, in some of the some of the hits and and even on social media a little bit or just talking to friends that are that are fans and they're 
going crazy about every play and they're worried about this. You got to embrace it. I always go back to Bruce Bochy with the with the Giants and and when they were going through their runs of of just crazy wins and and nobody thought they could do it and it, it, it you know they the, the torture days and and he was always so calm and smiling and 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 you got to embrace it and enjoy it and and this is fun that that unknown of whether you can come through or not is, is part of it like it's a it, it's a ride I mean we were talking about the the caller earlier. Uh, you know, you get energy from it. You get energy from the unknown. I get energy from it, uh, the unknown of, of some of these series and, and the performances and being able to talk about it and what's the storyline going to be the next day. I think as a fan, you gotta you got to embrace it. And, and Warriors fans haven't gone through the roller coaster ride maybe like other fan bases have over the years uh, because they've been so good and the expectations are so high. But but this is fun. Like, this this is a fun series the back and forth of it all and and still we've got at least two if not three more games to go before it's all said and done I think we can all take a lesson from Clay and I'm paraphrasing here to a degree but I think he said last night talking about you know the young guys what to tell them going through this and he said focus on where your feet are which is like where are you right now focus on what's going on right now and where you are and obviously that's the type of approach that has helped Clay get through these two catastrophic injuries but I had a question about Spaz and I appreciate the call and thank you for the kind words did he say JD that they used to get free hot dogs in church when the Warriors scored 100 points that's a promotion that I'm not familiar with Mm -hmm. yeah I don't I don't remember that one but I think it was (laughs) it was you there were a lot of different ways you could get you could get a free ticket or a free hot dog or or something, a free T-shirt or maybe all of the above, depending upon, depending upon, uh, uh, you know, where you were and what you were doing and what you were good at. Yeah. Well, I know you and I, you know, we have spent a lot of time in Sacramento and I remember the Kings early on in their run, they had something like, if the Kings score 115 and win, you get a, you know, a free hamburger. And the Kings were not very good. <laughs> They'd have to keep scaling that back. And it got to the point where yeah. if the Kings score 90 or if they win, you know, <laughs> you, you get yeah. a free burger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. No, I remember yeah. those days. Though there's no yeah. doubt, I, I remember those days for sure. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero, triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We got Aldo back. Let's let's give Aldo another shot here on Warriors this week at ninety five seven. The game. Hey, Aldo. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Good. All right. I just wanted to touch on a couple things. Hello, uh, Steph Curry. If anybody has played organized sports, they appreciate Steph Curry. He's amazing, okay? If you've played any sport, team sport, this guy, who wouldn't want to be on his team? You know, there's a lot of haters out there. It's just how it is nowadays in the world. Another thing, uh, let me know uh, off the air what you guys think about Otto Porter playing a lot more than Green. I think he would fit in better in this series. I'll take the answer off the air. Thank you, guys. I just think he's not talk about people that aren't physically there uh and and look he did nothing last night really other than maybe stretch the floor a little bit early in the game just by merely being on the court I don't think he's physically at 100 percent but let's not get carried away I think is the other part of that like yeah Draymond's not playing well but there isn't anybody else playing well to where you're going to really go away from Draymond for extended stretches and in the more limited stretches where Steve Kerr has done it in the playoffs, who's been the guy that stepped in and played those minutes? It's been Kavon Looney, and Kavon Looney was one of the three 
uh, major non-Steph Curry heroes last night. And I know Anthony Slater, the athletic, wrote about it uh, in, in his piece that came out, I think, I think late last night or early this morning in, in Boston. But we talked about it probably while he was writing it. Wiggins, Looney, and Poole, just absolute heroes on a night where Steph needed other contributions if the Warriors were going to make his legendary performance stand up, and those three all delivered, and Looney was was huge in that. In theory, I'd be open to more Porter, but based on what we saw last night, I don't know if the facts really support that idea. To your point, JD, last night early on, he you know you could tell he looked like he was kind of wincing, like you know he's got that not that moving well. Foot. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, he only played the 14 and a half minutes, and he really didn't pose any problems for Boston, and it ended up being a problem for the Warriors at the other end uh, with Williams kind of dominating him. So, I, I, yeah, it's something I think the Warriors clearly considered, but I, I don't think there's – Draymond at least gives you – you know, maybe individually on the perimeter, he's getting beaten defensively. But, you know, he's a good interior defender. He still organizes your defense. And I'm just not sure. If Porter's not making shots, I'm not sure right now uh, what he's giving you. 888-957-9570. Will, uh, Will and Berkeley, we're going to wait for you till the, till we break. We're, we're a little overdue for a break, so I want to make sure we get that in. Will will tip us off in the final segment. 30 minutes to go. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason. Warriors this week on a Saturday, on into the afternoon, and uh, on into the late afternoon here in Boston on 95.7 The Game. Wiggins will attack, driving in, Euro steps, goes up and scored over Tatum, a beautiful move by Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, that crossover dribble right in the middle of the lane got Tatum to move backwards, so he had room to reach up and drop it over the rim. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. All right, final segment. John Dickinson in Boston. Whitey Gleason back in the Bay. 888-957-9570. Series tied at two games apiece. Man, what a blast we've had today. Talking about Steph Curry's legendary performance. All the other heroes for the Warriors. And then this series, not totally in check. A sigh of relief for the Dubs, but uh, they are still only halfway to the ultimate goal in this series, which is winning four games and an NBA championship, which would be the fourth in the last eight years. Let's uh, get back to the phones. Whitey, what do you say here to close it out strong Let's in the go. final segment? Let's go. Justin Let's and go. Concord. Justin and Concord, you're up next here on Warriors This Week. Hey, Justin. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Good, good. Hey, just wanted to bring up a, a few things. Uh, yes, last night's game was incredible. Curry, insane. Um, I had a few questions for you guys. Uh, so with the whole Jonathan Kaminga situation, I feel it, it was a loss that we didn't put him in the curve, that Kerr didn't put him in the game, at least for a few minutes to see what he could produce. I mean, because at this point, if you bring him in the series, uh, four games in, five games in now, um, you know, what are we going to really get out of him? He's going to come in, he's not going to play that great, or maybe he'll he'll create a spark. But if he doesn't play great, I mean, you're not going to put him back in. What is your perspective on why Kerr didn't put him in the game last night whatsoever? Uh, he doesn't trust him, flat out. And I think, you know, I, I think the bigger picture statement was he's not going to play in this series unless there's an injury 
or it's garbage time. He's just not. Yeah. And yeah. so if you know something's up with Otto Porter, maybe Agadala plays more. If 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 he couldn't go, if or or maybe Steve Kerr plays Peyton more than he's played him in the last games. He just doesn't trust him. He's 19 years old. He's not in the rotation. And you know I'm going to say this again, and I've said it a couple of times this week, and I've said it a lot in the last 24 to 48 hours. The only time Steve Kerr trusted Jonathan Kaminga to play in the playoffs, it was twice in series the Warriors were leading 3 nothing on the road, so zero stakes for a playoff game, about as low stakes a playoff game as you can have, up 3 nothing. And in the second one, it was up 3 nothing and down 29 in the fourth quarter of the fourth game that they were ultimately going to lose to the Mavs. Those were the two times he trusted him to get in and get some minutes in the playoffs. The only other time was in the Memphis series, and he did play more in the Memphis series and started a couple of games in the Memphis series. And the only reason he started those games and played was because Gary Payton II was injured, Andre Godala was injured, and Otto Porter Jr. was injured for, for stretches of that. And so by default, Kaminga became the next man up. And I, and I guess to Justin's point is, well, what if that happens again? And, you know, will he be ready? Look, Kaminga has struggled, I think, early when he's gone in. Initially, a few whether it's three to five minutes, he gets in there. I think he looks a little bit lost, a little bit unsure. And then he figures it out a little bit, and I think his confidence is able to get going quickly. But it's the mistakes that most people don't see that drive coaches crazy. Uh, away from all the flash plays that, that make fans want him to be a part of the action, uh, it, he's just not trusted. And he's 19 years old, and it's the NBA Finals. And, you know, Steve Kerr wasn't trying to get him in Game 4 because it was the most important game of the entire season. And, you know, not to belabor it, Whitey, as I kind of go on and on, if you weren't going to play him last night, that's because you're not going to play him in the whole series unless it's an emergency. Yeah, I appreciate Justin's comments, because, especially because I know uh, there are other people that are kind of wondering the same thing. But, J.D., the Warriors last night became the first team in 50 years to win a Finals game by double digits in regulation after they were trailing in the final five minutes. So they're down by in the final five minutes. They win in regulation by double figures. Hasn't happened in 50 years. For, so for them to do that and then to wonder the next day, hey, how come Kaminga didn't play? I, I just – I don't get that. And I think, you know, everyone wants to say, hey, put him in there. Maybe something good will happen. It's much more likely something bad happens. And to play Jonathan Kuminga – you know, high leverage minutes against this Boston team, it would be really unwise, and I don't think it'd be fair to Kaminga. So I'm with you. Unless there are special circumstances, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And as far as his his future growth, he'll he'll get that growth in the playoffs next year if the Warriors are good enough to be there, which I think we all believe they will be. And he's a more firm member of the rotation throughout the regular season next year, which I think he probably will be. And, and, you know, it, it, this is not an indictment of the player that he'll be throughout the course of his career. Uh, no, it wouldn't Will be fair. It wouldn't be next. fair to his develop. If you're worried about his development, it would not be fair. And, and I don't think it would be uh, productive to his development to play him in this series. Hey, Will. Will and Berkeley. Hey, how's hey, Will. Guys? Good. What's up, Will? I wanted to make a, I wanted to make a point about – this legacy, not not so much the dynasty, but the legacy that we're seeing right now. We're not really appreciating what's gonna, what really we're seeing until this is all said and done. And I can't wait for the thirty for thirty. 
But I just want to say, you know, when this all started, my, my son was a toddler, and now he's a full-grown kid who's watching it with me. And I just want to thank the Warriors for giving us something really to be able to share and see this all happening in real time because Curry's amazing. You know, Poole's getting there. Um, Kaminga, he's kind of like a Trey Lance to me right now. He's still developing. But I just want to really be really proud of what we're seeing right now because we haven't seen something like this in a long, long time. Thanks, Will. Appreciate it. Yeah, it, it really is special. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Apologies there to you, Whitey. I got a little – I was taking a drink of water and got a little got it a happens. little caught there. It happens. Uh, no worries. Got a little caught in my in my throat there. Water, so yeah, sure. Yeah, it was a – it was a drink Take of water. Yeah, I believe that you're drinking water right now in Boston. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. I, I, I need a couple of more bottles after the week here, <laughs> let me tell you that, of water. Of water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, from Will, we get to, to Kate. Hey, Kate, you're on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, I want to – different subject totally um, – when, when stuff was heard, um, a lot of people came onto the show, even one of the shows on that uh, 85% fit, and we don't know if that would be enough for us to win. Uh, and there was someone else who was saying that even a 50% staff for such a key game would be good enough if he plays at a top level. Right? The thing that I'm trying to bring about is a lot of the pre-game media talk based on what the level of injury of a player is and what grit or determination that player has there, or how much does the player really think about the game and what he or she needs to do in the game is totally dependent on that person. There's a lot of speculation going around that's making all the media go frenzy and taking away from the actual game. What Steph did yesterday, no one could have predicted, and not a media person could have predicted that. We just need to accept that this is a game and move on, right? And there is greatness at, at moments of game, that we need to appreciate and embrace and not just predict, just because we have the power to predict. Great call. I, I mean, I couldn't have said it any better than Kate just did, Whitey. Yeah, but you know how it is. We were all curious about how what's, what's Steph's foot like and uh, Mark Willard and I, and you were probably there when it happened. I think you were there, but, you know, we're glued to the TV watching Steph at shoot-around, uh, taking jump shots. So, yeah, you just have to it, – it's good to know that stuff. It's good to follow, but to, to the point the caller made there, take it with a grain of salt. I don't think anybody – I don't think Steph even knew, you know, how he's going to feel uh, before, uh, before yesterday, J.D. No, but it was pretty clear and, and at shoot-around that he was moving well, and, and mm-hmm. he did appear to be locked in. And I always kind of joke about those those shooting displays that, that a player will put on at, at, at shoot-around or at a practice because, I mean, they're practice shots. I mean, the, the greats of all time, and, I mean, we've seen Steph go around and make 100 in a row at time, yeah. you know, at times yeah. at practice, moving him his way around the horn and the like. So – uh, for him to to knock down a bunch and look, but he just seemed laser focused yesterday. There was something different about it, and not moving with any kind of a limp at all. It seems like whatever they did, however he was able to to try and get the thing prepared for for Game Four, it worked in a big time way because he looked like a guy. And maybe we'll find out different as as time goes on, but he looked like a player that was unaffected at all by the injury that he had sustained 48 hours earlier. Uh, real quick, it's a great point you raised. I remember I was about 
16, and that was the first time I went to a Warriors game way before the game. It was so long ago they were playing the Buffalo Braves, which tells you, but I'll, I'll never forget getting there so early that players, they weren't dressed yet and they were shooting around, and they made everything, J.D. I was sitting there going, oh, my good," You know, and they're just shooting, you're pulling like 15-footers, 18-footers. They make all of those. An NBA player, when there was no one guarding them, they make almost everything, depending on the shooter. But the best shooters make all of those shots. Yeah, no, it is it is incredible, and yeah, when you do get a chance to watch the early warm up, it is something that that I remember the same exact thing uh, when I got to watch the early warm up for the first time as a kid, and thinking, "Wow, that's yeah, that's pretty incredible." <laughs> yeah, the level uh, because you know you go out and you try and do that in your front yard, and it's like you know what, what is this? It's Harry Harry High School, it's John, Johnny, come on, Johnny Kindergarten, Johnny Kindergarten yeah. over here. Yeah, uh, hey mom, I yeah. Mom, I made half my practice yeah. shots today. Oh boy, that's great! It, yeah, yeah, way to go, Johnny. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's come in and have some dinner. Uh, let's keep it rolling with uh, Joe in San Jose. Hey, Joe. Hey guys, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we got you loud and clear, Joe. What's on your mind? I think uh, Steph Curry has to do a better job of detecting double teams because that's when he gets the turnovers. They double team him, and then he turns the ball over. And um, so he has to do a better job of picking up early detection on the double team. I'm sure you guys agree with me on that. The other point I want to make is that um, what's the what's the history of Curry making 40 points or more back to back to back? Uh, I'm sure you guys have statistics on that. And um, there's another point I want to make. Um, yeah, that's good enough. Thank you. Thank. Yep. Appreciate the call. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Whitey. Any any part of that that stood out to you? All I have on that is not exactly uh, what the caller's asking for there. I know that last night, according to Kirk Goldsbury on Twitter, that was his uh, second career forty point finals game. As far as you know, two or three consecutive forty point games hadn't done it in the finals, obviously. But I don't know. I'll have to check on that. It was, it was Joe. Thank you, Joe. And Joe's saying uh, Steph has to do a better job um, with the double teams to prevent turnovers. He did a really good job. He didn't, wasn't perfect last night. But, you know, the, the, the Celtics did. They blitzed him at times last night. He did a really good job. And he put Horford in the spin cycle. So, yeah, so he had five turnovers. And at least one of them was, like, avoidable. But I don't think after the game he had last night that we really can criticize uh, him for not having a better knack for reading the double teams because I thought uh, he really punished the best defense in the NBA in that regard last night. No, absolutely. In the five one zero, going back to the Kaminga Moody, it's nothing personal with Kaminga or Moody. I think this is perfectly said. If Kerr doesn't trust you, you're not playing. Uh, and this person says, I always thought JaVale McGee should play more, but Kerr didn't trust him, didn't trust him all the time, did trust him at some times. Uh, Moody, is he young and trusted? I, I mean, I think if he was, he'd be maybe playing in this series. I think he, in some ways, is more trusted than, than Kaminga. I, I, mm-hmm. I do think that's fair. And then a few people, uh, the 510 and the 203, uh, Steph needs to do a better job. Stop. And I know we had somebody that tried to sneak something like that in a little bit earlier. Uh, 510, you always have to have a hater. Same dude called last night uh, on Warriors Wrap-Up, so we appreciate you listening uh, to to both ends here as we keep it rolling on 95-7 the game. But, yeah, I mean, the turnovers are always going to be an issue for Steph. 
Uh, it's but if he's putting forty three on you, then it's not going to matter. <laughs> You're probably going to end up winning the winning the freaking championship. Yeah, and I think he has what for his career. 56 games with 40 or more points. So, yeah, you can live with some turnovers when the guy's uh, scoring 43 on the top defense in the NBA. All right, final couple of minutes here. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. Uh, we're going to hand it off to Coase and Devone coming up all at right. the top of the 1 o'clock hour as they're going to get you on into the afternoon and then up to the evening time at 5 o'clock here at 95.7 The Game. So they'll keep it rolling, talking all things Warriors. Uh, but we do have time for a couple of more calls here to close out uh, the morning and afternoon. Ed in San Francisco is next up here. What's going on, Ed? You're on 95.7 The Game. Oh, okay, well, I just—I I was getting a kick out of the guy complaining about uh, <laughs> Curry's, Curry's turnovers last night. For one thing, absolutely ridiculous. That was—that was one of my points. Was that uh, was that all this criticism of this team is just absolutely beyond the kin. Uh, this is a team that wasn't expected to do anything, and uh, and they're two games away from winning a title. I, I think uh, this. I didn't think they had a chance this year, and I'm just delighting in everything they're doing. I think this is the. Uh, if they win this year, this will be their greatest run so far. That's all. Hey, I, Ed. Just the delight. Ed, can I ask guys play. Can I ask you a question, Ed? Yes. Yeah. It, will yeah. this be? And I know this team is not as good as the Kevin Durant Warriors, but is this the most fun team you've had? Have you enjoyed this run as much, or maybe more than well, you have enjoyed? That's yeah. what. That's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. Of course, if they had Durant, they'd be better. But uh, maybe next year they'll be better. They, these guys get a little bit more experience. This might be the start of something. No, this is the most enjoyable team because it's so unexpected. And Curry, of Thank course, you. has been uh, you know marvelous. Thanks for the call. Good stuff mm-hmm. from Ed. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you go back to the beginning of the season. And it was, you know, can they avoid the play-in? That, that was one level. You had some people in that. Can they be a top-four seed? Can they contend for and, and win a championship? I had them more in the, can they be a top-four seed? Uh, but I, I remember our early conversations, Whitey. You know, watching them in the preseason, they looked like they were going to be better than expected. They, they really did. Then when they got off to the 18-2 and two start, I think I was actually, and I'm not. I'm not trying to be, you know, Johnny Pat yourself on the back, but I think when they went in and won in Brooklyn early, I think that was the, and it was November at, at yeah. some point. In November, I thought, you know what, this team can maybe win the title. And then when they won at Phoenix and and Salt Lake City, on back to back holiday Saturdays on Christmas and and New Year's. Uh, I, I thought, wow, this is really impressive. And they were shorthanded and beat a full stocked team in in the Suns on the Christmas game they had something special going and then the injuries happened and everything kind of went awry a little bit and they never really could get everybody on the same page Clay came back but other players went out and the question for the playoffs became could they recapture now with Clay what they had in those first 20 games and would it hold up against greater competition because they also had a pretty easy schedule by comparison those first 20 games of the season. And they have mastered it to this point. Hasn't always been perfect. Why would it be perfect? This team is, I think, more flawed than some of those prior championship teams for a number of different reasons. But this team has been incredible at the way they've been able to hold it all together and get it going in the playoffs with a team that hadn't played together all season long. 
Yeah, as you mentioned from the from the jump during the preseason, it was apparent that wow, they got something here. And I'll I'll never forget the first game of the playoffs against the Nuggets because there were so many questions about players coming back from injury and Steph was hurt. The defense hasn't been very good, but you could see the first game against Denver. It's like, oh nope, they're back. They've got it all together, and here we are. Real quick, JD, I know we still have a number of things to take care of here. We were talking about Steph and his best games in the funnels, also in the playoffs. Here's my, to me, this is the best game. I think last night is his best game in the finals. Uh, but to me, the best game Steph's had in the postseason, I go back to game one, Western Conference semis, May of 2013 against the Spurs. Remember that double overtime game the Warriors lost? I think they lost by one point. And Steph had 44, hit 18 of 35, 6 of 14 threes, 11 assists, 4 rebounds, 2 steals in mm. 58 minutes. And they almost won that. They won the next game. And then that was Mark Jackson's team, very surprising. And then uh, the Spurs ended up winning that series. But to me, that was Steph's game, best game in the postseason overall with uh, 58 minutes, 44 points, and a double overtime narrow loss to the Spurs. Game one of the 2013 Western semifinals. Adam and Stockton, uh, I got about 30 seconds for you, Adam. What's on your mind? All right, I'll be quick to say what a call out for that 2013 game because I almost forgot about that, but that's when he really came on the scene. Why I wanted to call in. Uh, an angry Steph is a good step for the Warriors. Uh, I point to the anger and fire he played with last night to what he did against the Clippers early on in this season when he didn't get that foul and he got teed up and he just went off and Steph is angry he's locked in and I hope he can just bring that fire the rest of the series which I know he will great stuff Adam Cooper and El Sobrani is the final caller on Warriors this week uh, what's up Cooper hey fellas great show today just wanted to say I was watching at a sports book in Vegas last night Nothing better than a bunch of crushed soul Celtics fans. I just wanted to ask. I'm so grateful that uh, GP2 is back. Every time he gets on the floor, he's a spark plug, man. He's fighting through screens. And that play last night was so emblematic where he would cut the ball in the corner, was wide open, and instead dropped it off for Steph and hit that screen. And we just kept rolling. I loved mm. it, man. I'm so happy he's back. Have a good one, fellas. Appreciate it, Cooper. Great stuff, Whitey. A lot of fun. And, yeah, I, I had a similar experience. About 19,000 Celtics fans just aghast <laughs> at what had just occurred uh, in the TD Garden. So uh, really fun last couple of days, Whitey, spending it with you. Uh, can't wait for Game 5. Can't wait to hop on a plane and head back here for Game 6 as well. And who knows, uh, we may be talking about a Game 7 a week from today. Uh, as the Warriors and and Celtics would be playing that on Father's Day Sunday. Uh, Whitey, great stuff, my man. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again here uh, next week. Yes, yeah, standing ovation for you, J.D. Just make sure you're uh, you're ready for Game 5. I know you will be. Have a great flight home. All right, Coase and Devone coming up next. Keep it right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 